One couple, two people, 20 questions. How will this end? Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Blissful Love. I am here today recording with Jack. I put up a poll yesterday and asked you guys if you would rather have me do a solo episode for this week on Thursday or if you would like to have Jack in the episode. And everybody said, Jack. So look at that. Nobody <laughs> wants solo episodes. Everyone wants you. That's great. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But Jack and I just got back from Vermont. So we took the day off from work today. So we're kind of just relaxing, hanging out, re-getting ourselves back into the swing of life and swing of, I don't know, what's the word? Work. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are recording an episode. I have some orders to fulfill after this and yeah, we're just kind of hanging. So Jack, what makes you feel blissful today? Um... I think having the day off work. Yeah, I agree. That makes me feel blissful as well. That's a twofer. I'm going to use yours. How will you propel your love today? <laughs> um, do you want me to go first? Oh, oh okay. can I can I do one from yesterday? Sure. Saved a dog. Oh, we did save a dog. <laughs> I'm going to use that one too. I'm just oh. going to be your copycat today. Yeah, we did save a dog. That's how we propelled our love. His name was Ramon. Yeah, he was really cute. It was so funny. We like, I, I was looking outside. I was on the phone with Colin and Courtney, and all of a sudden, I look out into in Jordan and Brookie, and um, I look outside, and I'm like, oh my god, guys! I think that's a dog in the marsh. And I'm like, I gotta call you guys back. So I called Jack down, and little. Raymond or Ramon, whatever Ramon. his name was, Ramon. was like struggling, trying to get up to our house. We saved him and brought him back to his owner. So yeah, that's that. So Jack and I thought it would be fun to think of 10 questions to ask each other. So Jack has 10 questions and I have 10 questions. Neither of us know what any of these questions are yet. So we're just throwing them at each other and that will be just a fun, light little episode. <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous. Why? I don't know. I have no not idea what you're going to ask me. Very not. Okay, so how about we do it like I ask a question to you, then you answer, and then you ask a question to me. Sound good? Fantastic. Okay. Do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? You can go first. Okay. If you had a chance to go back to a specific time in your life, when would it be and why? Um. Hmm. Do, 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 do. Specific time. Maybe I'd go back to Ireland. I don't know. It was a good time. It's expensive. And you can't travel now. And that was just a really good time. So I think I'd probably go back there. Cool. Yeah. It's a good one. Okay. My turn? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> sit, sit up close to the microphone. Okay. What is your favorite kind of cheese? 
Um, okay, our questions are going to be so different. Yeah, this is I, so funny. Um, probably like some sharp Vermont cheddar or something. Okay, Anything fine. sharp. I love sharp cheese with some wine and some crackers, prosciutto. Forget about it. <laughs> All right. If you could meet one person you met as a child, who would it be and why? Met one person as a child? This one really came to me because I had a specific one and I was like, I wonder if he does. If I met someone as a child? Do you want me to give you my specific one? Yeah, I don't think I ran into anyone that was. So I, when I was probably in kindergarten or first grade, my mom took me to meet Mark Brown at Barnes and Noble. What? I met Mark Brown. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I like definitely thought it was really cool because obviously, like, I loved Arthur and stuff. But I feel like now, as an adult, I would have so many questions to ask him. Yeah. And actually, be able to have like a real conversation with him then it was just like oh you signed my book and it was like cute and little right, or whatever yeah. but i think it would be really oh my god finley i think it would be really cool to meet him now all right who is yours i don't know i haven't met anyone that's like <laughs> it could be like a friend it could be someone that you knew as like a child that you were like oh i wish i could like talk to them now and like they're doing cool things or something um it could be a coach it could be anyone Maybe my eighth grade math teacher. He was kind of a weird dude, but he was like a cool, cool guy. Yeah. Like cool enough. What was his name? Mr. Gill. Mr. Gill. Yeah. Maybe Mr. Gill's listening and he'll give you a call. Yeah. He had the quadratic formula tatted on his leg. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Your turn. Um, if we could get another dog, would it be a big one or a small one? And why? Um... I think it would be really cool to get Finley a big friend. Finley loves big dogs. When we first got him, he stayed with my sister and her children and her husband um, for like a couple weeks, maybe even like a month. Jack and I were like transitioning into our first um, apartment together and moving out. So we had like just a lot going on with working and packing and moving. So my sister was like, we'll take your puppy for the next couple of weeks while you guys are moving and all that. So that was like so awesome, obviously. But um, they have a golden retriever, Max, who's the best. And um, Finley like fell in love with Max. And now every time Finley sees any sort of big dog, especially golden retrievers, he's like so in love. Um, he's not really like a huge little dog fan. Like he does okay with them, but he's not like <laughs> super excited like he is when he sees a big dog. Yeah, he's um, not really a big fan at all. Yeah, so I think I would really like to get like a gold, a big golden doodle, or maybe even like a big golden retriever or something. Um, but also, I really love cockapoos and cockapoos, so I don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah. But probably a big dog. Yeah, I but so I would too. wait until we had a backyard in our own house. Yeah. <laughs> Not the time. Okay. If you could have dinner with any celebrity, professional athlete, or anyone famous, who would it be? And what is one question you would ask them? Bradley Cooper. Okay. Elaborate. <laughs> Jack's like, Bradley Cooper. Mic drop. <laughs> no, I'd ask him how he gets his hair like that. That, that would be your one question. How do you get your hair like that? Yeah. That's what's wrong with that. So the whole dinner, you would just sit there and be like, I'm with Bradley Cooper. My one question is going to be, how do you get your hair like that? 
I bet you could Google just it. Open discussion for anything okay. else. All right, your turn. <laughs> um, what would be your ideal place for a vacation house? Mm-hmm. Probably the vineyard. Yeah. What? <laughs> the work a couple more years for that one, <laughs> or maybe Newport. I don't know, or I don't know. Actually, no, I'm fibbing about that. I really love, I, I feel like I'm just saying the vineyard because I've been seeing a lot of people traveling to the vineyard and I'm like, I want to go to the vineyard. Yeah. Um, no, probably like Vermont, maybe. I really liked, we just went up to Burlington, like I said. So I really liked it up there. I thought it was really cute. Yeah, no, it was. I liked it a lot. Especially if you were on the lake or something, the boat. I know. Yeah. And it's nice and quiet up there. Like it's just away from everything, you know, and it's not too far. It was only like three hours. Yeah. Okay. My turn. Mm-hmm. What is something that makes you really happy that might seem silly to someone else? Um, Are you changing your questions as I'm asking you no, questions? Dude, no, 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 no. I, I look you, over at Jack and he's like, backspace, backspace, backspace. No, I asked you the dog question and I realized I already put that as another one. So I had to okay. kind of thinking on the, on the fly here. Okay. What was the question again? Oh my gosh. If you, oh no, sorry. What is something that makes you really happy that might seem silly to someone else? Oh, I have a, okay. I have a, a little rubber duck in my car that I won in a uh, claw machine like two years ago in an arcade. And it's just been in my car since, but it's like kind of melted to the dashboard at this point. But um, just fun. It melted to the dashboard. No, it's just like it's like it comes up, but it gets like kind of stuck sometimes. Oh my gosh! Okay. See, this is exactly the question. (laughs) I like it. I'm glad that your rubber duck makes you happy. Oh yeah. Rubber ducky, you're the one. Okay. All right, right, go ahead. Your turn. What do I do? Name one thing I do that annoys you or frustrates you. Jack leaves his socks everywhere. They'll be on the table. <laughs> They'll be like on top of Finley's like dog bowl that's like in the cabinet. They'll that's, be that's, that's an exaggeration. <laughs> they will be hanging from the ceiling. I'm like, how do your socks get here? Why are they here? And Jack is like one of the cleanest boys I think I've ever met in my life. Like everything is in order. He has a place for everything. Everything is very clean. He's the big cleaner in our relationship. And for some weird reason, his socks just aren't, aren't part of that equation. What are you doing? (laughs) But yes, your socks, your socks drive me crazy. I tell you that all the time. Okay. Your turn. I just asked you. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Finley's distracting me. Okay. Would you rather swim with 35 eels around you for two hours or only eat ketchup for the rest of your life? What? <laughs> what kind of eels? Ones that like are poisonous. So just like, do, which so, way would I rather die? No, I I guess basically it's like, do you think that your swimming skills are up to par so that you could swim away from them? For how long? Two hours. 
Or do you think that you could just stomach eating ketchup for the rest of your life? <laughs> oh, put me in the water. I'm taking the chance. To really? Eat. Yeah, I'm not eating ketchup. Yeah, that ketchup is nasty. Yeah. I guess I would probably say that too, but the water kind of the ocean freaks me out. I get so nervous. When well, Devin you already know I... that there's 35 eels, so there's nothing else but 35 eels. So you're not worried about anything but that, you know? I guess, but that's terrifying. When Devin and I went kayaking, there was like these fish jumping out of the water, I think I told you. Mm-hmm. And there was so many like all around us. And all of a sudden, I so we like tied up to like one of the um, moorings. the moorings. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I was, like, backing up in the kayak. And, Jack, I'm not kidding. I thought I hit a shark. I started freaking out. I was crying. I'm like, damn it. She's like, you didn't hit anything. We're both dying laughing. I'm like, the ocean is so scary. Like, yeah. you have no idea what's out there. The ocean's creepy. Okay. Your turn. Um, out of all the plants you've sold, which one is your favorite? <gasps> I asked you that. That's funny. It wasn't the same question, but um, there's been a couple that have been like really hard for me to give away. Do you mean like the plant specifically or like the whole arrangement? I do whole arrangement. Um, I really liked that log one. Oh, the one that kind of sold recently? Yeah, that one was super cool. It sold in like two minutes, which was really upsetting. I was like kind of hoping that it was weird enough that people weren't going to want it so I could keep it. But it also didn't really make sense as a decoration in our house, seeing as we have like a beachy house theme going on here. Beachy boho theme going on with our, our plants and living on the water. Exactly. Okay. What is your favorite memory of me? Memory of you? Yeah. Probably getting the dog together with you. Yeah, that's a good Honestly, one. Honestly, that's pretty pretty monumental. Yeah. Look at him. He's trying to eat my plants as we speak. Perfect. <laughs> All right, your turn. Um, would you rather a flavor in your coffee or a black coffee? <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know that I drink black coffee, so. But sometimes you go... Flavor. Not very often, though. Mary Lou's. Oh, oh, you mean like that? I thought you meant like, like the sugar, well, the cream. No, no, I'm saying like your preference, like if you oh. like vanilla or like. Oh, just definitely flavored. Okay. I get banana nut from Mary Lou's, or I get toasted coconut from Coffee Break. Perfect. But if I'm going to Starbucks, I just get black. Yeah. Plain Jane. Okay. If you could go back to a specific age in your life and do things over from there on out, when would it be and why? <laughs> Choose your answer wise. Start a high school, baby. Let's do it. Let's oh, well, I guess I guess pay attention. I guess I'm out of the equation. <laughs> you wouldn't have met me. How do you know? Still could have gone to Because if you did better in school, you wouldn't have gone to Bridgewater. Right? That is... Weren't there other places you said you wanted to go? Yeah, I mean, but I, I didn't go there. Mm-hmm. Did you get in? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so what, what are you getting out here? <laughs> <laughs> Put me in a corner. I'm sorry. I, I don't asked know. if this was a setup earlier. It wasn't. Okay. You know what I mean, though. So why? Why? You would just, just to do better in high school? No, just, just like, to, yeah, to do better. 
<laughs> You're smirking. You what else? Do you better college? What do you Elaborate. mean? Elaborate. No. Yeah, mean exactly. Like, I don't mean it like that. No, it's just, college. no, it's, it's very, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Your turn. Oh my God. Um. <laughs> Go. Would you rather live in Situate, where we used to live, or where we live currently? Well, they both have their pros and cons. So where we used to live was beautiful in Humrock because our neighborhood was beautiful and the beach was beautiful and everyone was so friendly and everyone had dogs and you could just walk around the street like with a drink and whatever and it was just nice, um, which obviously it's not like that here. But this is like familiar to me because this is where I grew up. So obviously yeah it's like i'm back home um but also like we can't just like i mean i guess we can walk out to the water we're like right on the water but it's just like different i don't know definitely here because it's like more of our own our own place now like all their furniture was there which like obviously your parents left furniture here too (laughs) but it's just different like we have a lot like we have this whole room that we're gonna decorate we have our bedroom that we're gonna do over like you know, yeah. we didn't do that in Hummer because it was fully furnished. So I don't know. I just feel like this is more like our place, you know, like your parents left things. But also it's like we have free reign to like do what we want to it really, you know? Yeah, definitely. All right. My turn. Your turn. Would you rather have a sunburn for the rest of your life or get stung by a bee every time you walked in and out of the house? Oh, stung by a bee. That one's easy. Every time that you left and came home, you would be so pissed if you went to work and you came home after a long day. Imagine not being able to take a peaceful shower. Oh, yeah. No, I'm like sunburned right now. It's literally miserable. You're like sweating and cold and weird. Yeah. But then you just get used to it. I think I get used to a bee sting. You would? Bee stings hurt. How many times went in and out of the house? A lot. Think about all the times we go outside on the deck. Every time you leave or come back in, you're getting stung by a bee. Looks like I'm wearing more clothes outside. (laughs) It's going to start stinging you in the head. That's why I wear a mask. Okay. Your turn. What is your favorite snack? Um... Smart food? Your questions are kind of getting lame here. Bro. Um, Definitely smart food. Jack will buy me like a family-sized bag of smart food and I will eat it. Literally, I'm not kidding, in two sittings. I was going to say one, but I don't really do that. Yeah. It's very, very concerning and bad. Okay. What is your biggest fear in life? Um... Or biggest fear in general? Probably spiders or not doing well in life. Aw. What? That's sad. Both are horrifying. Spiders are definitely one of my favorite things, so not horrifying to me. Okay. But not doing well in life, I can understand. But you're going to do great. Your turn. Um... What is your favorite restaurant we've been to together? Hmm. I really liked the um, Barcelona place 
in Boston, the like cheese bar that we went to. Oh yeah, the yeah. wine bar. It's yeah, like cheese, really but good. we got like a lot of like tapas. Oh, that place is so good. That place is really good. Um, I also really liked that seafood place that we went to in Portland. Oh, um, there's one in Boston too. Oyster House? No. No. I forget the name of it. Shoot. Everyone needs to go there too. It's literally so good. And there's one in Boston. What the heck is it called? I'm about to look it up really quick. Okay, I'll ask you your question. And while you're answering, I'll look it up. Okay. This is the last question. Mm -hmm. What has been your favorite piece I have created with PBL? And why? I think it's the thing that I bought from Devin. Um, And it's kind of like a piece of a rock that has like a little cutout that you can put plants in. Um, And I think it's really cool, even though I may have spotted it before Devin on the little. Did you though? Did you though? I think I went there by myself, didn't I? No. You came with me? Oh yeah, you held the bag for me. That's right. (laughs) I think it was that piece. Um, Yeah. And like I said, I bought it, so I did really like it. Um, I think it looks cool. It just kind of looks like plants are growing out of like a cliff, so. Yeah, it is super cool. I have a couple of rock pieces actually. Okay, your last question for me. What is your favorite book? Mm, Probably this one that I've been sharing a lot with everybody, The Mindful 20-something. It's just like very peaceful, relatable, and keeps you like on your toes when it comes to mindfulness and mindful practicing. Um, I always felt like I was like a super mindful person. And then reading this, this, this story, reading this book, I was like, wow, this puts things into perspective. Um, okay. I found the, the, the seafood place. It's Uh, called Eventide. Yeah. Yeah. So there's one in Portland, Maine, and then there's also one in Boston. I believe, right? Yeah. There's like a couple of them. Yeah. Super good. So yummy. Oysters are my fave. So if you're into oysters, definitely go there. It was a very long wait though for the one in Portland. So yeah. Yeah. So those are our questions. Do you have any other weird questions to ask me? Um, not off the top of my head, but I am sure I'll think of some more. (laughs) That we'll do on our own time. (laughs) Okay, sounds great. So how about we talk about our vacation quickly? All right. Um, So Jack and I went to Burlington, Vermont. We were a little bit nervous with everything going on, of course. Um, You know, just we we stayed in a hotel, so we were nervous. Like, I don't know. Like, is that okay? Is it going to be safe? Are we going to be seeing people? Are we going to whatever? And we did a lot of research, and Jack called the hotel, and um, I looked everything up. And Vermont has, like, not many cases at all. When we got there, everything was contactless. We didn't see anyone. Um, On my phone, you had to download an app. That's how you opened all the doors. So to even get into the hotel, you didn't see anyone. You didn't talk to anyone. You didn't do anything with anyone else. Um, You walked down the hall to your room. We didn't see anyone. The app had our key to our door on it. So you you just pressed the little thing on your app, opened your door. Bing, bang, boom. That was it. We really didn't see (laughs) – Jack's making fun of me for saying bing, bang, boom. We didn't see anyone at all in there, which was great. Um, And then, obviously, anytime we left the hotel, we wore our masks. 
Uh, we went to the beach and I think we only went out to eat like twice. Um, right. Yeah. We got food, uh, yesterday morning and then we, yeah, I mean like while we were there though, like we only went out to eat really like twice. Um, and yeah, that was, that was really it. I mean, we didn't really see many people everywhere you went, you had to like sign in and write your name and your phone number and everything. So obviously they can keep track of who's coming in and out and all of that stuff. Um, But I mean, it's obviously scary with everything that's going on and obviously everyone needs to be safe and careful and mindful of where they're going and who they're spending their time with and limit the amount of people that you're seeing and spending your time with, obviously for exposure purposes. And Jack and I are both essential workers. So we've both been working. Um, But I don't know. I just feel like when you're careful and you're smart and you protect yourself and others, like it's doable. Um, The only time I would say that it was really like, oh, wow, there's a lot of people here is when we were at the beach and we sat back on the grass away from everyone, which was good. Yeah, they didn't allow dogs on the sand. So it was kind of a a good excuse to sit back. And I obviously can't be in the sun too long because of sunburns. So (laughs) got a nice shady spot under a tree. (laughs) Um, yeah, so we were able to kind of like sit back and be away from everybody, which was really nice. And they had this, um, like little restaurant and tiki bar called the beach house, which was right on the, right on the beach that you could bring Finley into. And that was all spaced out. There was no one near you or anything like that. Everybody had their masks on. Yeah. I mean, I felt super safe while I was there. Did you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Everything taking all the precautions that they needed. Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of just urge everybody that if you're going away or um, going to like a cookout this summer or I don't know, any any sort of social gathering or vacation or anything to just be safe and like use your brain. <laughs> um, just remember like this isn't over. I understand it's really frustrating with what's going on. And Jack and I have felt that way too. Like what the heck, this is getting old. But, you know, it's important to still keep ourselves and other people around us safe. Uh, wear your mask. There are some cool masks out there now. Carrie Phelan Designs. She is one of my favorites. She's making some really awesome masks. And I actually still have some for sale that have some plants and flowers on them. If you guys are interested in purchasing those, they're up on my Shopify. Um, what was your favorite part of vacation? Hmm. I thought probably the beach. Yeah. We haven't really been to the beach a whole lot, obviously, after leaving Hummer Rock. And that was kind of a a little outlet to go to the beach and obviously keep our distance and everything. But at the same time, kind of be on the water and have the dog with us. So that was really nice that we could bring him because that was huge because we wouldn't want to leave him in the hotel. Oh, no, we couldn't have left him. He was so good. Yeah, he was barely barking, too. He didn't bark at all. He was so, so good. Um... Are you going to ask me? <laughs> I just finished talking. What the heck? What was your favorite part of vacation? Um, I really liked how we went and sat on those rocks for the sunset, even though oh, yeah. we didn't really see much of the sunset because of the clouds, but it was pretty over there. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, like a little boardwalk. Finley found a oh dead, my, dead fish. On the oh, side. my gosh. I thought you were going to say the little um, mini doodle. No, that dog was so cute. <laughs> Finley found a little mini doodle friend and a dead fish that he also, you know, tried to claim as his own, obviously. Oh, man. 
Um, yeah, so that was that. Went on vacation, had a great weekend. Wrapped it up with a little questionnaire on Blissful Love. Absolutely. There you go. So if you guys are interested in doing another Blissful Love sweatshirt order, um, I would love to get one of those going. So if you've listened to this episode and you're like, hey, I missed out on the last two orders and I'd really like one, please feel free to DM me at Plants Love and let me know that you're interested in another order. I've had a couple people reach out to me interested in sweatshirts. So I was thinking about doing another order maybe next week, not really this week. I think it's a little bit too soon and too close to when I last did one. But if you guys are interested in that, please reach out to me so that I can get like an idea of how many people are interested. So without further ado, we will read a passage. <laughs> read a passage. Okay, so diving into the Mindful 20-something, obviously, one of my favorites. I feel like once I get stuck on something, I am like can't get out of it. I know that I really enjoy to write my own mindful activities and prompts for you guys, but life has just been super busy, and I really enjoy to read this book and share it with you guys. So I will get back into that, I promise. Just give me a little time. <laughs> but for now, I'm going to read chapter 15. It's called Values. What matters? The reality that people often wake up to is that life is a gift they have been taking for granted and that people matter more than money. According to Jonathan Haidt, author of The Happiness Hypothesis, this is the insight that people often arrive at after being diagnosed with a potentially terminal illness. This sudden clear awareness inspires them to live differently during the time they have left. And their regrets? Do they regret they didn't make more money or work harder? Nope. They regret they did not understand sooner the, intrin the intrinsic value in each moment of their lives. It's tragic, really, waiting until you are facing death to recognize what is valuable in life. Learning you have little time left pulls you hard into the present, exposing clearly what is most important. Fortunately, contemplate, contemplative practices like meditation do the same thing. Thus, you can begin right now to grasp that your life is both time-limited and precious. Achieving instead of being. In our culture, we prize doing and achieving over just being. Now, achievement is a good thing. You could just justly label me a hypocrite if I said otherwise, but there is more to life than achievement. That end-of-life insight into the value of life affirms this. There's so much joy and wisdom in just being. There are ignored miracles in every moment. Think about this one. With every breath, you pull air into your body. Extract the oxygen from it to, your, to power your cells, and then return the air back to the environment. Now, that's impressive. Surely it's up there with any other achievement you could possibly dream of. Contemplate this. People travel to wonder at the height of mountains, at the huge waves of the sea, at the long courses of rivers, at the vast compass of the ocean, at the circular motion of the stars, and they pass themselves by without wondering. St. Augustine. Being instead of achieving. Remember this distinction from chapter 10. You are not a human doing. You are a human being. Your life has values because you exist, no matter how long your list of achievements. 
Life is absolutely remarkable, but because our day-to-day happenings are so commonplace, we experience it as mundane. Think about it. You grew from a small seed inside your mother's womb. You developed into a being whose consciousness is so complex and mysterious that it defies explanation by even the most advanced neuroscientists. Somehow, your 100 billion neurons link together in a way that produces self-awareness. Unlike any other animal, you can think about thinking. Getting in touch with the magic of your life can shake you awake so you stop taking it all for granted. If you want to de-emphasize achieving and emphasize being, you have to change the questions you organize your life around. Instead of asking, what do I want to accomplish? Ask, starting now, what do I want my life to be about? What kind of person do I want to be? The answers to these questions direct you to a present-focused life organized around that which has meaning. When you start considering what you want your life to be about, qualities like forming solid relationships, making a difference, and having financial security will likely come to mind. These are values that can be acted on in any moment. You don't have to wait to achieve anything in particular to actualize what you care about. Your values are kind of like a mashup of the values you learn from your family or your friends, various mentors, and social media. They evolve as you age because, obviously, your life experience has a powerful impact on your values. Taking a class on economics or environmental science, struggling to pay your bills while you work, a low-wage job, witnessing or experiencing oppression and injustice, or losing a loved one in adolescence or early adulthood. These kind of experiences and innumerable others shape your identity and your sense of what matters. Innumerable. That word, right? I think so. (laughs) Like a compass that points you in the direction you wish to head, your values can inform all the turns you take in your life. But you have to look at the compass to benefit from it. And the compass resides inside you, underneath the choppy surface of your thinking mind. Contemplate this. Most people think of success as achieving goals. I invite clients to consider a different definition. Success is living by our values. With this definition, we can be successful right now, even though our goals may be a long way off. And even though we may actually never achieve them, Ross Harris. Take a moment. You can learn more about your values by taking the free life values inventory at www.lifevaluesinventory.org. The LVI helps you identify your values and shows you how to use the information to direct important life decisions. Alternatively, make a list of the things you care most about. You might consider listing financial security, concern for others, concern for the environment, independence, spirituality, creativity, health and fitness, personal pleasure, family and friends. If you think of others, include them too. Now, rank these things in order of what you care most about. Then rank them again, this time in order of what you spend the most time on. Do the two lists match up or are are the things you care most about what you spend the least time on? Think about how you could adjust your life to get the two lists more in sync. The narrow the gap between your behaviors and your values, the happier you will be.
What do you think, Jack? I agree. What's your takeaway? I was kind of stretching and just <laughs> meditating through it. Okay, good answer. Let's just take a moment, shall we? Yeah. Sit comfortably. Damn Eyes enough. closed. Okay. And drop your awareness into your body. Feel your body breathing in and out. Call to mind a time when you did or said something that you regretted or worried about afterward. Notice, was the regret or worry the result of behavior that conflicted with your personal ethics? Next time you are in a similar situation and you are fully aware, could you make a different choice that would lead to greater peace of mind? Do the best you can until you know better. Then, when you know better, do better. Maya Angelou, my favorite. Okay, that's that. How do you feel? Feel good. Good. I hope you guys all have an amazing Thursday, a great rest of your week, and I will see you guys all on Sunday. Bye, guys.